Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are talking about what happened to Steven Spielberg directing Indiana Jones 5. Dude, that's such a, like, that I, That occurred to me um, a few times during the Star Wars trilogy, because, <laughs> the last Star Wars trilogy, because, like, it was supposedly, like, part of this big deal with uh, Harrison Ford, and, like, people were always talking, and I think you may have even referenced, like, oh, it might be my, it's probably my last movie or whatever, and so I've been waiting for this thing to happen, man. So we're going to dive in, and I'm excited to dive in and, and figure out what's going on with it. Yeah. Um, and then we also have some news and a pick of yeah. the week. Uh, but first, John, what have you been up to this week? So this week, I have been playing two things and doing really the, these only these two things. I've been playing uh, Hades still more, as well as, uh, as well as some Call of Duty. Call of Duty, I have not gotten a win in like two weeks, man, on Warzone. Um and uh, I am very, uh, I, I, I come close. I get like to the, like literally the top three. And then it just all like something happens. It all falls apart. Like, it's just like, ah, I don't even know. Somebody gets the jump on you, you know, just, it's just been, I've been right there, man. And for me, I feel like, yeah, you, you come out of the match and you're like, oh, I did so well. I beat out 148 other people. But like, Man, those are the most frustrating ones because, like, you got right to the end and then just, like, something happens, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know so. you can pull it out and then it doesn't happen. Yeah, exactly. And, like, those are the moments where you're, like, you think back at them and you're, like, oh, I could have done this or that and done that better and done this better. Like, the majority of the time, there's something that, like, it's a skill-based thing. So, there's, a, you, there's something that you could have done that would have been, you know, solved it. But every scenario is different. Every round is different. Um, speaking of that, like, Hades, also the same way where it's, like, whenever you, like, lose, you're, like, oh oh man, I, I, like it was totally my bad. I've unlocked all the weapons now in Hades and they are pretty awesome. There's a wide range, man. There's like swords, there's like guns, there's like a spear, there's a shield. There's a, you know, like all these things have their different like play styles. And, uh, so I'm still really digging it. I, uh, I am, I, I have gotten to the final world, but I have not gotten to the final boss. So it's kind of, you know, I'm just chipping away at that as well. Nice, nice. What have you been up to this week? Yeah, so um, the main thing, I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast yet. Uh, have I talked about playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and no, 2? No, you have not. Yeah, so um, I I bought it when it came out, and I've just been gradually like you know playing it and unlocking I mean, probably the, the weekend that it came out, I was able to very quickly unlock several different, you know, maps because you have to go around the maps and collect all the the skate letters or yeah. you have to uh, get a trick that's like 10,000 points or whatever. And they just like progressively get um, harder and harder with each successive uh, skate park that you unlock in each game. And so I was able to, to, to blaze through several of the skate parks um, to where I think I only have like, I think I have two or three left to unlock in, in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1, and I have, like, four left in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. But I'm to the point now, John, where, like, it's taking me, I'm, like, I'm I'm having to actually, you know, uh, use my skills to Ooh. to unlock these because you have to, like, get get uh, all those, like, different objectives uh, give you a, a 
basically one more point toward unlocking the next track. Um, so it's getting to the point now, John, where I have to like you know really get good at this game. So I've been I've been working on that. Nice. Is what I've been primarily doing. Is there is there a system in there where like you can upgrade like oh I don't have to balance as much and you know it's a little bit easier to balance on like a manual or like on like a grind or like whatever. Is there anything in there like that that like rather than it just being like purely based on like how skillful you are with your thumbs, is there a thing where it's like oh it makes it easier if you put all you know some some skill points into this or that? There is. So like it's interesting. You unlock the tracks, but then like you also unlock skill points for the skaters, and those skill points for skaters um, are tied just to that skater. So, oh wow! Like uh, I, I started off with Tony Hawk, and I'm I've been applying um, all around each track. There's different I forget what they call it, but it's basically like uh, points that you can use. Usually like one or two to upgrade your skills skill points. I think there's probably called skill points. That sounds right. There's skill points and. So what I should have done, if I was thinking back on it, like looked to see which was the the starting skater with the the highest number of base skill points, mm. so I could like whenever I started. And there may not be; it might be pretty balanced, but you know there might be one that has like already you know your height or speed closer to maxed out or something like that. Because there there are skills that you're like, well, I want to get those filled out all the way first things right. like your your ollie height and your speed and um before things like your manual balance um even grind balance you know you don't need it right off the bat um you can kind of like deal with not having a ton of grind balance and so I remember that that was the key, though. Like whenever I like back in the day, that was the key was if you could keep your manual going, like yeah. you just keep those combos rolling, the, you know, in tricks. between all your tricks, yeah, yeah. Um, and like or that grind, was the you know that was the key to those high scores. So I was just yep. curious, like if you if there was a mechanism that would make it easier, because like back in the day, we only really had the the uh, the the demo for a long time. Like and, and so like I have these memories of the demo and the memories of the real game, but the memories of the demo like were always like the same because it's always really hard. And yeah. I had this like have this faint memory of skill points that I didn't know if that was like actually a memory or if I just made that up somehow or if that was like a later Tony Hawk game. So I was just curious if that was a thing. Thing that I was remembering correctly. The interesting thing about this remaster is that so your skill points carry over between the two games. So basically, like your really? char- yeah, your character is completely independent of the two games. You have cool. your character and the skills that you're acquiring for them, and then you can dive into either the first game or the second game, and you have the skills. And so, like that's why it it, it kind of it made me which I, I like a lot. It, I started playing the first game, and I got to a point where I was like, man, it's just taking me forever to unlock these. And I was like, well, yeah. let, me, let me try out the second game. And, and then once I realized I jumped in there and that my skill points transferred over, I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to blaze through as much of this as I can so I can cool. like up my skill points. So you kind of have to like, you end up bouncing back and forth yeah. um, between the two games once you get kind of in the later skate parks, which I really like. That's um, awesome. And, and I will say like this remaster is so good dude that like it's not like you're playing an old game on either one of them they both feel really up to date they both feel exactly the same um they f- they feel like they belong together they're just kind of separated out into the two groups of tracks that's awesome. So, like, basically, it's like, oh, do you want to go to this batch of tracks or that batch of tracks? But it's the same uh, engine, same game. Like you said, it yeah. feels the same. So that's cool. And like, I think I do, it feels better than than the originals. Yeah, 
I mean, like, and that's the thing, like, with the originals, like, it's been a long time since I've actually, actually played them. Um, but, like, with the originals, like, they were so, like, snappy and that sort of thing. But then, like, once it got past, like, a certain point with the Tony Hawk series, like, Tony Hawk, I don't even remember which one it was. But, like, it got a little little bit less, like, exact and that sort of thing with uh, with some of the controls. Like, I felt like I would hit the button and it would jump, like, a half a second late or something, you know? So, yeah. it's – but, like, uh, so, like, the feel is correct on these things and everything, like, feels like, uh, like yeah, that Yeah, the, the feel's awesome... correct and, like – and I. <laughs> And, you know, just everything with the skaters, the, pulling the skaters out of the games and making that whole system independent is really, really cool. Like, you can assign your specials. I can't remember if that was in one of, either one of those games or if that came in the later games. Mm. But you can assign, like, if you're like, man, I just can't get this, like, up YX combo, you can just change it to, like, something else. Like, that, nice. you, that you actually can land. And so you're not sitting there trying to like, I can't get this button combination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is super cool. That's cool. Uh, and you can reassign like, you know, like if you if your favorite like go-to, you know, um, special is like up, down, B, like you just assign that to all of all of your skaters. And so like, and they all have their own unique um, special, which is super cool. That's great, dude. The, That's the awesome. One, the, the one criticism I have about like the and it's it's just cosmetic is along the way you um, as you complete these objectives and as you unlock more skate parks you uh, get cash that you can then use to buy skateboard decks and shirts and clothes and helmets and like knee pads and stuff like that. But uh, for some reason that only applies to your created create a character what so you can't like, like equip tony hawk with like uh, uh a purple helmet or something correct like the only way like, tony hawk has like four outfits and the only way to unlock them is to do specific like get to like uh the last like track in tony hawk one or it's like you hit a certain point and it just unlocks hmm. i i would love that's just kind to, of a bummer man i know i, I want to just like i because you can't just then get a fake a cool looking like skateboard deck or like, you know, to get a bright pink skateboard deck and put it on your Tony Hawk character. No, like you just can't. And I'm like, well, that's not, I wonder if that's I just like a play as Tony, you know, I wonder if that's like a sponsorship thing, like where it's like, Oh, this, you know, sponsor sponsors, this skater. And Maybe. so like with, it's like tied to any appearance of them. Like, I wonder if like, I mean, it's possible, but like, like all that. of Tony's stuff is all his, is his birdhouse skateboard decks. And like, I mean, it's his own sponsorship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just like it's uh, that. That's such a weird uh, uh, restriction with customization. I, I mean, I would I would assume on like licensed characters, like okay, so like the original, like Darth Maul was in the game or whatever, and you can't just like take Darth Maul and like you know you're already throwing him on a skateboard. So like, can you th- you know let's just throw some knee pads on uh, on old Darth <laughs> Maul, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so but that, I mean, but honestly, that's a minor complaint that I have for a really really cool game that I'm super enjoying. Dude, I love it, and the soundtrack uh, still, still, you know, amazing. <sighs> yes and no. Like it's so they, as far as I can tell, they like redid the soundtrack for this game, um, and like, like they have so a lot, like some some favorites. I know they weren't able, like they didn't get all of the favorites. Uh, yeah, like they didn't the, get everything. The tracks. And then and then the ones that they replace them with i'm kind of like uh you know i don't know i'm just not as not as attached to the soundtrack as i mm. like there are some songs i'm like yes the, i love the song i remember the song but like a lot of them I'm just kind of like hmm i don't know this is not the vibe i was wanting 
Interesting. For this game. Are, are they modern uh, songs? Yeah, like, they're more they like modern. Like? They're more. They're more like modern, like hip hop songs. Like, but like not like not the hip hop that I would listen to. I don't know if that makes any sense. So just like a just like a, just a different a different vibe than uh, a different than vibe. And I, yeah, um, they're 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 kind of like indie hip hop, uh, you know, songs. That's cool. You know, I'm not like it. it, but like this is. Uh, but again, you know, whenever you think about like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, yeah. I don't equate hip hop with it. I equate punk rock with it. I mean, they had and some. So they had some hip hop tracks. They in had there, some, but, but like yeah, but it's but just yeah, like the, it's this weird mix of them now. Hmm. I mean, it's just like one of those things where it's like if if it's a remaster, throwing in like new tracks, and I know they also threw in like a bunch of like modern day uh, skaters and stuff like that, which I think is actually really cool. Oh, totally. Um, I think that's all. Yeah, I don't really good. So, that. I mean, honestly, like I'm I'm good with the music being being updated, like having the the more modern music. But the other thing it that is I'll say about the music, things. yeah, go ahead. Oh, is is that I don't feel like the playlist is big enough. So like in my mm. you know like i feel like i'm repeating the playlist every hour or so and oh, that's really? the other, other wow. thing that i'm like mm, i kind of just want more variation sure my cat is going crazy with the uh, blinds in the corner <laughs> so sorry can you hear her <laughs> yeah i can t- i can hear on this and i don't she's know if trying to, she's trying to look out the window that is really funny <laughs> stop it <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> Well, dude, uh, that is that is awesome, and that is exciting, um, and uh, I'm glad that you're chipping away at that. I uh, it's one of those games that like completely like we were out of town, and so it's like completely passed me by. But maybe I'll pick that up this holiday or something like that. Dude, you should. Um, I think I think you'd love it. I, I dude, the original is so good, and uh, and like I said, like we played the demo version of the original for so long that like those two levels are like just burned in my brain, and yeah. sometimes like thinking about it now, those are the only two things that I remember <laughs> about it because like we got the game like much later, and I think I played it far less for some reason, um, like the full game far less than I played those demos. Yeah, and I mean the thing is, uh, everything feels so good and so much like the originals. Like it's it's just great. That's awesome, dude. But we're going to chat a little bit later about Indiana Jones. But first, the pick of the week. Pick of the week. All right, John. Yes. What is your pick of the week? My pick of the week is a little indie game on the Nintendo Switch and on PC called A Short Hike. Um... This game is a game that I texted you about, like whenever I uh, I picked it up. It's it's like eight bucks on the eShop, like full price. Like it's not not a, that's not a sale price or anything. It's like, and it's a very, you know, as you would say, like with the name, it's a very short ish game. Like I put probably, I, let me pull up my switch and I'll tell you exactly how much time I put into it. But uh, but I put in, you know, it's 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 a exploration game. Like you, it's a uh, it's a kind of a, a cell shaded kind of art style. But it's also you can do two different vi- visual settings. One of them is like low resolution. One of them is high resolution. Um, I did it on the high resolution one because I thought that that like looked cooler to me. But like a lot of people do it on the lower resolution where it looks kind of kind of pixely voxely. That sort. Of, I don't know how exactly you would say. Um, but this game. It's an indie game where you are a bird and uh, you've just arrived on this island, uh, like spending the summer or like a a vacation with your with your aunt. And uh, and the entire premise of the game is like you wake up and you're like, hey, I got to go get a phone call. And your aunt is like, well, there's, there's no cell signal anywhere besides on the top of the mountain in the middle of this island. Right. 
And so the whole game is about you climbing this mountain. You go on the short hike to the top of the mountain or whatever. Um, and you meet a lot of people. You get a lot of quests. Like it's got, got a lot of uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild vibes in that way where it's like there's no combat in the thing. Um, but like the exploration side of it is like you can jump off of things and because you're a bird, you can glide. You can jump up and start flying like eventually as you level that up and that sort of thing with uh, with these different um, feathers that you find. And uh, so it's 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 it was a really fun time. I played it over the course of two evenings, like two nights. And so I think it was probably around like five hours, five ish hours of gameplay. I did everything in it. Um and uh, the story at the end, like obviously, I'm not going to give anything away story wise, but I, I was I was satisfied with it. Um, but the like I said, the entire purpose is you're trying to get to the top of the mountain, so you get to receive a phone call. And uh, yeah, it's a it's it's a really fun one, man. I it because of the price, like that's why I picked it up. And some people were talking about it, were like, oh, it's gonna be, you know, it's a really cool game. And I was like, well, I'm I we were you know spending uh, a weekend uh, with with uh, great grandma. And so I was like, you know, at night, whenever people would go to bed, I was like, ah, well, I'm up for the next like hour or two. So over the course of those two nights played the game, it was, it's a fantastic game, dude. That's awesome. I, uh, that sounds like something I'd like a lot. I'll have to check it out. The, uh, the interesting thing, like it didn't, you know, it's not like, you know how we, we talked about, uh, Firewatch and like Celeste where it's like these games, like they, the stories, like they are like super awesome. Like this game. And it's like, it even knows this about itself. Like it's, it's very just like relaxing and enjoyable. And there's not like this, like huge, um, emotional threat necessarily. It's just like, it's a, it's a, it's a really, um, what if I like those emotional game. threats? I mean, emo- they're great. They're amazing in those other games. Like I said, you know, I, like Celeste is one of my favorite games. Firewatch, I also like. That's that's a really amazing game. Um, I haven't thought about where that one would rank on my lists, Chris, on my like top twenty or something like that. I, I need to need to think about that one. I haven't thought about that in a while. Yeah, anyway, we should, we should do that those again at some point. Yeah, dude, I feel like the last like three or four years have like shifted things, and I think that the last time we did it was it was it on the porch over at the other house, like Probably, my other house that yeah, I lived at, I lived at so. like, on top of that hill. Yeah. Um. So that was a long time ago. So we probably have some updates to make since then. Um. But it's it definitely is like if you want to like relax and like have a really cool time and interact with some really interesting characters um, for five hours or whatever. It's, it's a really good one. I kind of hope it comes to game pass eventually. Cause I, you know, it would be fun for more people to have access to it um, via that system. But because it's, you know, only eight bucks here on the Nintendo switch, it's like, that's seems like that's not too much of a, a, an ask. I'm trying to look and see how much time I actually like put into it. Play activity. There we go. What does it say? Yeah, five hours. So, yeah. Nice. A short hike. What is your pick of the week, Chris? My pick of the week, John, is an oldie but a goodie. And uh, it's Remember the Titans. Dude, Remember the Titans, such a good movie. Uh, came out 20 years ago this past Tuesday. Wow. So it just hit its 20th anniversary. It released in theaters. Uh, the premiere was uh, the week before. Um, and uh, it's available if you have Disney Plus. It's, it's on Disney Plus. You should you should watch it, dude. Uh, so I watched it the night uh, or the day that it was um, it was 20 years from the premiere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so last week, um, I mean, and it's something I probably watch. You know, at least once every you know once every year um, at at least. Uh, but it's uh, dude, it's such a good movie. Such a great great soundtrack. Like great act. I mean, you got. 
like you've got young great actors in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Gosling, you know, but then you've got a young Denzel. Denzel's phenomenal. Um, I can't remember what is the uh, Hayden Pantiera uh, yeah. uh, is the little girl. Um, and uh, it's just such a great, great movie. Great message, still super relevant. Yeah. And um, has one of my favorite orchestral scores in it ever. For sure, dude. I, I remember like, so back in the day, whenever we were kid, like 20 years ago, whenever it came out, like we saw it and then got the soundtrack on CD, I guess it would have been at the time. Would that have been CD? Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, probably. So, yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, CD. And then like, we would listen to that thing and like you would get through kind of the, the licensed like Motown music, which was awesome. And the old rock and roll kind of music. And then it would hit the, uh, hit the orchestral soundtrack and we just, you know, you just let it play or whatever, like the whole thing, like that whole disc, like I Mm -hmm. feel like in many ways, like some of those songs, like, belong after the other songs and then it's like whatever you know the last one was um like it went into the orchestral soundtrack it's just like that's the like it just flows perfectly uh into itself so i can hear it in my head right now chris i'm just i'm, I'm listening to that soundtrack oh yeah in my head. i know it's so good and it's trevor rabin and i'm trying to look here because last time i checked remember the titans so it's not on it's not on uh, streaming services. So it's not on Spotify. Oh, it's not on Apple Music. And the last time I checked, it wasn't on iTunes either. Yeah. Nope. You can't buy it. You have to buy. You have to buy the uh, disc. You have to buy the soundtrack. Uh, that the actual like CD. Um, because it's not uh, like there are people who have made like playlists on Apple Music or mm-hmm. Spotify with the songs on the it. You have to make sure songs, it's like yeah. the right versions of some of those songs yeah they tend to like throw in the live versions for some reason what's really um, funny is like sometimes like itunes like with some of those playlists and, and spotify like when once you put a song in there the version will change like for some reason like like i've had playlists mm, before where it's like they'll weird. like it'll i'll be like listening to my my own playlist that i made with a song in it um that's like from a movie or whatever and i'll be like listening to like this is the wrong version of this like this isn't the same and i look strange. and it's like they've swapped out the song like for a different version of it which is tr- super strange dude yeah that's super weird um, but even so, like you don't like you can so you can find people with those uh those playlists but they don't have that orchestral track in there you have to mm. get that from the cd man i mean that's what, to, I, I, i'm, I'm now trying to time. trying to think if i have that cd somewhere around here that i can i can get into my apple music i ended up buying a, a copy a few years ago a few years back because i think it was like i think dad has has uh the cd that we listened to whenever we were uh whenever it came out um uh, but i think a few years back i like bought it off of amazon Nice. I mean, that's, you know, the physical CDs still are around and, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. So it's like, it's, yeah, it's just, it's just out of print. It's one of those, you know, like random out of print CDs you yeah. have to buy used. You can't buy new from Disney anymore. Right. And that like, eventually the, you know, there will be no more, no more copies, right? but yeah. like, you know, um, currently it's okay. <laughs> Scary, man. <laughs> it is scary. But then with the internet, I'm sure like, you know, it's, it's on somebody's hard drive somewhere. I don't know, man. Um, they they clamp that stuff down. I mean, you go to the dark web, and I try to stay away from there. Oh yeah, that's that's never a good place to be. <laughs> um, well, awesome, dude. That's a I, I need to need to watch that movie now, knowing that it's twenty years. It's been it's yep. been a while since I've watched it. I uh, I love that movie though. It's so good. Oh, dude. It's so good, man. 
All right, so my pick of the week was Remember the Titans, and your pick of the week was... A Short Hike. A Short Hike. All right, John, on to our main... Wait, no, we have news. The news! The news! That was probably really loud. Usually I back away from the microphone whenever I, I, I yell the news, but like, so I'll, I'll, I'll turn that one down. But like looking on my screen right now, it's like literally the loudest thing on my audio file. Uh, all right, so we have one news story, John. Uh, actually, two. Two news stories. Uh, one, one is real short, though. Uh, this news story, this is coming from IGN, uh, written by Adam Bankhurst. And uh, it's, this is the title, Batman Unburied. David Goyer is writing original scripted podcast for Spotify. David S. Goyer, the writer, co-writer for such films as Batman Begins. The uh, I'm just going to stop there for a second. I'm just going to tell you, one of my pet peeves is whenever writers say, such such things such as this, and I'm just like, mm. oh my gosh, just, just say he's a the writer and co-writer of Batman Begins, Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, he will be the executive producer on Spotify's Batman Unburied, an audio drama that will explore the darker aspects of Bruce Wayne's psychology. Batman Unburied will debut on Spotify in 2021 and is the first original narrative from Spotify, Warner Brothers, and DC's multi-year partnership to produce and distribute an original slate of narrative scripted podcasts. I feel like we reported on this at one point, John. Probably. I mean, it sounds, it sounds really, fam- that part sounds familiar. Yeah. Goyer or- originated the story and, as previously mentioned, will serve as executive producer, which is being developed by Goyer's Phantom 4 production company in association with Warner Brothers' Blue Ribbon content. Quote, I've been a a fan of narrative podcasts for some time and was looking for the right story. Returning to Batman seems like the perfect opportunity. We'll be using the unique advantages of audio to dig into the more nightmarish members of the Dark Knight's rogues gallery. What does that mean? (laughs) Chris, I don't know. Like, there's so many things that David Goyer does and says that I that I I go. What does that mean? Yeah. What do you mean by that? Goyer, <laughs> since his involvement in Nolan's Batman trilogy, co-wrote Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice, wrote Man of Steel, and is currently executive producing the upcoming Netflix Warner Brothers television drama based on Neil Gaiman's The Sandman. And that's the end of that article. Oh, Chris, 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 Chris. So this sounds like, okay. Just on it sounds the, on real surfa- cool. On the, yeah, on the surface level, this sounds awesome. A Batman narrative podcast sounds freaking amazing. Like, yeah, we like love it, this stuff. It, it kind of rem- reminds me of, like, the uh, the Wolverine podcast that I brought up, like, a while back, the, the Long Dark or whatever, which is a really cool, like, story podcast um, about uh, Wolverine being up in Alaska and, like, a series of serial murders that happen up there and, like... That sort of thing. So, like, it, on the base level, you're right. It sounds, the podcast, audio, Batman story, drama sounds very cool. On the other hand, if if listeners have been with us for a while, we used to, <laughs> we used to take David Goyer to town oh, on man. some of the crazy things he said and, and did. The ridiculous things. And ridiculous then, like, things. Yeah, because the I, ridiculous things. Like, uh, you know, just to recap it, I feel like David Goyer is an idiot and uh, really just rode the Nolan's coattails and like, hey, I uh, I wrote the, you know, helped write, co-wrote The Dark Knight when it's just like, okay, but that's not, your involvement was 
probably putting the plot holes in there. That's probably what was happening. <laughs> my, my role for this team is specifically for plot holes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm here specifically to make sure there are holes in this plot. <laughs> um. yeah oh man i always feel like every time in he opens his mouth about a comic book <laughs> character it's just like you're like i'm super like apprehensive because i'm like what completely misguided thing is he gonna say about <laughs> these beloved characters like he has like in interviews he's like ripped on she hulk and like ripped on, oh, and this is like we're like literally the creators of these things go no that's not it at all you fool you know dude like <laughs> This is the thing. I hope one day I meet him and he's like the sweetest man. But like, yeah. uh, you know, I as every everything. I just like disagree yeah. with his whole philosophy when it comes to superheroes. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> so we'll see how this goes, John. Yeah, because it's such a cool idea, and you're just like, don't, don't, don't ruin it, man. Yeah. Uh, I also have been worried because of his involvement with Sandman. Like the people love that series. Like people, people like there's a huge, you know, f- following for Sandman. And I've, I've been just like super, I, I don't know, man, D- David Coyer has burned so many like bridges in my mind of just like how, like how much should people trust him with their IP? And it's like zero. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely yeah. zero because i think even even like stan lee has like been like no david gore is you know he's like corrected him with some of the the cre- like things that he's created um that david gore has like talked about it's like yeah it's, oh, I mean, it's like man. i'm trying to think about it. it's it's i mean it's it's on the level he's on the level to me as ryan johnson like in terms of like not understanding what people love about a franchise yeah, well, and then Ryan Johnson still tells, like, reasonably good stories, but maybe not for the characters that, like, you know, he didn't create or whatever. He's right. still, like, you know, Knives Out or, like, whatever. It still, still tells, like, cool stories, but it's, like, David Gordon doesn't even have that, you know? Yeah. Well, David because he just, tells- he just plays in the same same sandbox the entire yeah. time. Well, I mean, and you think about, like, it, the, this statement that he made of, like, oh, I thought, what better time to go back to Batman? And I'm like, yeah, because, like, that's the yeah, only because, thing that's been successful for you, really. Right. So. Yes. That's that's what I that's how I interpret it, too. It's like, uh, you mean because you need something to actually be successful? Yeah. That's, and, and it's like, at least, at the very least, there was, like, with the Dark Knight or, like, whatever, like, there was, there were these, like, safety rails of, of you know, Jonathan Nolan and Christopher Nolan of just, like, that, that, that team you know it yeah. somehow worked you know um but you remove you know the nolans from that equation and like almost every other other time like where he's been by himself especially because like black ops 2 the story or something like that like there's been there's been numerous things in the video game world that he's written and it's like man this is nonsense um completely hard to follow plot holes all over the place so i don't know man i uh, again like i love this idea and the, like i love the idea of like the 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 audio stuff because of the way that whenever you listen to an audio drama like the the way that it it works like a lot of times i listen to those like while i'm running especially like at night or whatever and it's like the way that the audio just works well where like you close your eyes and you're like you're there man it's like they get the atmosphere environments like from the different rooms the reverb and stuff like that is all just spot on um and I, that that all excites me about a batman story um within that so but yeah at the same time i'm just like why? Why, David Goyer? Why do we have to keep putting up with that? So, uh, My second news story, is real quick. Uh, Epic Games versus Apple, the legal battle, began on Monday, this past Monday, September 28th. So hopefully uh, these, two, uh, these two heavyweights will 
duke it out, and we'll uh, see who's going to come out on top. Hopefully, Epic Games. I mean, that would be the most like gamer um, centric uh, choice, like or or outcome. But uh, you know. I don't know. We'll see. I, the, I, this one is intriguing to me specifically because like the contracts, it's, it's a basically a whole contract law uh, case and like that, those types of things intrigue me. I, I took a, like a course in, in college about like, it had a lot to do with like contract law. So um, it always is an interesting whenever new big high profile cases happen in the, in the uh, context of, uh, of contract law. And so like with, with this being like a, you know, Apple, uh, had the contract and then and Epic Games agreed to use it and then Epic Games now is like oh I don't we don't you know that's an unfair contract and so like then they're yeah they're, I mean it's lawsuits, not even that so. like the, what they're arguing right now is damages like they they took them to this is like that you that that they have that Apple's uh, removal of not even whether that was legal or not but that it damaged uh, Epic's um, revenue. Whereas Apple's arguing that their revenue uh, dam- uh, loss was largely self-inflicted, um, and they are not responsible for that. So it's it's like it's like these it's like they're it's like they're skirting. I don't, they're not really dealing with the issue yet. But like yeah. what Epic is trying to do is hurt Apple enough so that if they can win this, then other mm. companies could win this against them. Theoretically, making them change the terms of service. Because otherwise, it becomes way too expensive to take yeah. these to court and lose them every time. Interesting. So ba- basically, it's like, oh yeah, if uh, if we win this like kind of side argument over here, yeah, like they'll change their contract, so we won't actually have to go after the contract via contract law. Right. Interesting. Yeah, that's a that's a unique strategy. I it like is. it. That's it is. I know. Real it's, weird. It's ballsy. It's all. I mean, you know, if it's I mean, nothing else than than ballsy. I feel like the only only company that can really get away with that type of thing is like uh, Epic or like something <laughs> totally. like as large as Fortnite and Tencent. Yeah. Uh, then that's the news. All right, John. For our main topic, we're going to talk about Indiana Jones Five. So if you remember back whenever Disney bought Lucasfilm and they wanted Harrison Ford to come back and be Han Solo, the way that they got him to come back was by promising that they would produce a new Indiana Jones movie. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, Steven Spielberg was attached to direct that movie until earlier this year, uh, we found out that, I think it was back in February, we found out that all of a sudden he's not directing it anymore, but it's James Mangold who directed Logan. Mm. Which is odd. I mean, if he's every single Indiana Jones has been directed by Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. And he's given it over to another director. So uh, this is an interview that um, David Kopp, a uh, writer of Indiana Jones 5, the original writer of Indiana Jones 5, did with Den of Geek. And uh, he tells basically the backstory of how all that kind of happened. I just wanted to read part of it, and then we can kind of talk about it. Nice. Um, this is written by Don Kay. Indiana Jones 5 still seems to be part of Disney's plans for the future, although, as with everything else in this increasingly lost year of 2020, the pandemic has almost certainly slowed development on a project that was already crawling along for years. 
Of course, the big news revealed earlier this year, back in February to be exact, was that Steven Spielberg was no longer going to direct the movie. James Mangold was anointed his successor, making the fifth film in the series the first to be directed by someone other than The Beard, which is still who is still a producer on the project. Not as splashy, but still noteworthy, was the news that screenwriter David Kopp had left the production for a second time. Kopp, who wrote 2008's Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, came aboard Indiana Jones 5 back in 2016 when it was first officially announced, only to be replaced in June 2018 by Jonathan Caston. But Kopp told us in September 2019 that he was working on the movie again, only to depart, probably for good this time, when Mangold took over from Spielberg. Quote, I tried a couple different versions with Steven, and they all had some good stuff about them, and they all had some stuff that didn't work, which happens. But it was just very hard to have everybody come together and have all the elements, Steven, Harrison, the script, and Disney, come together at once. And it didn't. End quote. And that, he says, is the reason why he decided it was time for him to exit. Quote, when James Mangold came in and Stephen stepped out, that was a pretty logical breaking point. It's a gracious time to step out the door because I think the last thing a new director wants is the old director's writer. I mean, that's a drag. That's the last, the last thing you need is some guy sitting around with his arms folded saying, well, the way Stephen would have done it is... I had one nice, friendly conversation with him, and then I'm sure he wanted to be able to move on anyway. Everyone, everybody was pretty polite, I thought. End quote. It's not exactly who, clear who was writing the script now. Mangold might be taking a crack at it himself. This is the guy, after all, who nabbed an Oscar nomination for Best Adapted Screenplay with Logan, the first time a superhero movie was ever recognized for writing by the Academy Awards, or may also bring in another writer to collaborate. There have been next to no details about the story that Cop or Kasdan were working on, but it's likely to be thrown out in favor of whatever ideas Mangold develops himself with approval from Steven Spielberg, Ford, Disney, and perhaps George Lucas. The release date for Indiana Jones 5 currently stands as July 29th, 2022. It has moved steadily forward in time after being announced for 2019, 2020, and 2021. By the way, Harrison Ford turns 80 in 2022, so let's hope that the movie doesn't shift any further into the future. Um, so, basically, it just sounds like Nobody could agree on what on what they wanted it to to do. Yeah, and like I remember, you know, back back whenever before Force Awakens came out, like whenever whenever they were in talks, and it was like, oh, Harrison's coming back, and this is the deal, like he's gonna do the Indiana Jones movie. Like I remember him being like, you know, oh yeah, we'll make sure it's a really good script. Um, you know, and it's just like the fact that like it's not it's like oh man i guess like the script wasn't hasn't been been great so far um and yeah it's it, the whole shift of uh, steven spielberg not directing that's that's fascinating to me the fact that they haven't just outright canceled it somehow is is like you know strange to me as well it's like so who's like who's back there you know pushing for this thing um is it potentially harrison because like again he really wanted to do that like i i, I there were people talking about, oh, it might be his last movie. It might be his, like, whatever. And he may have even said something about it being his last yeah, it's, it's uh, Indiana, Jones last movie. Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. And, and so, Steven like, has said that this is, like, the past. It's going to be basically what he wanted to do, try to do with Kingdom of, of the Crystal Skull with Shia LaBeouf. And this is, they're going to try to pass the torch on to somebody else again. Interesting. 
interesting. I mean, and then, you know, so like, I really hope that it gets done. I hope that it, it like works out as a fan of that franchise. And as a fan of Harrison Ford, I hope that Harrison Ford, like I, we see him in that role again. Um, but yeah, dude, like it's, it's just seems like, you know, just like other movie movies are hard to make, you know? And, and, uh, and this one's particularly difficult because it's the fifth of a franchise that people have major expectations for. So. Yeah. It's crazy because I mean, it is, it is kind of nuts that number one, Steven Spielberg isn't directing this. Number two, that George Lucas isn't writing this. Yeah. Um, and so that that was already a little weird. And maybe that's why it's so hard to get everybody on board because this isn't just like, you know, I mean, it's hard to argue with George Lucas. Uh, right. Whenever right. it's just like, well, this is your created character, so I mean, we're just going to go with your vision, you know? Right. Um, also, yeah. like, it feels... It feels... I would honestly be okay if they just ended it. Like, I, I really don't, this is my own personal feelings. I don't really want them to pass the torch on mm-hmm. to another person to keep being the Indiana Jones. Like, it's like, this is, hmm. this is Harrison's thing. Mm-hmm. If this is his, if this is his, like, uh, favorite character or, like, if this is his, like, what he wants to be remembered as is Indiana mm-hmm. Jones, then just let it be done. Yeah. And end Indiana Jones. And maybe like to me, maybe that's why I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about like what's going on and who's like taking over and like that sort of thing. And I'm kind of like becoming honestly a little bit more positive about it than I kind of may have been to begin with. But again, like with George Lucas already being like kind of not involved. And then now with Steven Spielberg, that feels weird. But with like, like Logan in particular, that movie really does like it does a good job of like putting a nice solid bookend on that character on a couple of characters within there um you know was it perfect no but like it was a a definitive like high point for that series to end on and yeah. so if they can potentially replicate something like that with indiana jones like yeah i'm, I'm down um because again like the kind of like strange odd way that they tried to like pass off the torch in the last movie to shia labeouf like it just felt weird um and felt very like kind of shoehorned in there um but you know i don't know like it's the I'm, i'm with you where it's like i'm okay if that character doesn't continue beyond um harrison ford if potentially everybody involved wants it to though like if harrison ford is like nah i want i want indiana jones to go forever um, then it's like, okay, well, let's just, you know, there's some cool stories we can tell. Like Uncharted is a thing. It's basically Indiana Jones with a different character. Let's just do that. You know, um, I also would be okay. Like at some point, like this franchise is so old. Um, at some point, like they're going to reboot the thing like that, that IP will be used again. It's like, will it be, you know, the same or will it be as good? It's like, probably not, but it's, you know, it, it will happen. Um, and it's like, how far removed from the original do you have to be for, to, to, to think about doing that? So I don't know, man, it's interesting. I mean, I hope they never reboot it. I, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, you either need to take the, you either need to take the James Bond route where, but like if they were going to do that, they should have done this a long, done a long, a long time, time ago. ago. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. just kept these things rolling. Um, and it, otherwise, it just stands alone as as like as a a work of art of these four movies, and that's perfectly right. fine with me too. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> I mean, I, I'd much rather you know if they wanted to keep like the franchise going, you know, like make it more of a, like a you know Indiana Jones presents this or you know something like that, where it's it's like 
these are other stories. But again, like to your point, like there are other other franchises out there doing Indiana Jones now. I mean, that's basically mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. Uncharted, Tomb Raider, mm-hmm. uh, like. I'm trying to think of other movies right now like that that are doing that. I mean, in the uh, past, we've had other ones that are like close. You know, like, what was it? Sahara, National yeah, Treasure. Sahara, yeah, National, yeah like, National Treasure. Like, even things like the Goonies. Like, I mean, that's the kind of stuff like would not have happened without Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like clearly heavily influenced by, like, and inspired by Indiana Jones. It's kind of like Jaws. It's like, you know, Jaws was Jaws, and then they just, it just petered out with all the sequels, and no one really cares about it. Like, I don't want mm-hmm. Jaws to come back. I just no. want to be done, and yeah. we all watched that original one, you know? Well, and then, like, you think about, like, I, Jaws was had the sequels or whatever. But it, did it have a TV show or anything? Because, like, there was the young Indiana Jones TV show and stuff. So it's like Indiana Jones at one time was a huge franchise. But in 2020, it's like it's really just not uh, anymore, right. you know? Right. Totally. Um, yeah, I mean, yes, and, like, I never really liked the young Indiana Jones either. Uh, correct. I agree. I agree with that for sure. <laughs> I mean, um, that was in the era of like, I mean, that was in the era of Chippendale rescue Rangers and tailspin where you mm-hmm. like take these characters that are in other movies and like make TV shows out of them, you know, That's right. I, I mean, I like those, 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 yeah, I was about uh, to say, those, those examples are all good examples. Except I know, I know, for, well, you yeah. know, young Indiana Jones is a, not a good example. No, no, no. Um, but yeah, but like, I you know, it's just like, like you just take the. I mean, it works for cartoons. I feel like not for necessarily for Indiana Jones. Sure. Well, sometimes it works with cartoons. Other times it does not. <laughs> There's some well, some of those spinoff cartoons are not great. But mm-hmm. you're just, you because the voice actors are different and stuff. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Just, there was a there was there, there was like well actually I like that one too the Timon and Pumbaa. Show. Well, that, that was, was good. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, dude, yeah. But the, like the weird thing about the theme song of that one, they sing Hakuna Matata in the theme song of that television show, but it's not the same uh, singers. Like it's not the same actors. Like and so it sounds just off. Like it's like people into like like uh, trying to be Timon and Pumbaa, but like they they don't quite get there to where you're like this is this is just barely off from what Timon and Pumbaa would normally sound like. So weird. My memory of it was drastically different than whenever I rewatched it. Um, all that be- we're wildly off track. All That's that true. being That's true. all that being said, um, we'll see how this turns out. I mean, I do the thing. I did want to want to follow up on what you said. Like, yeah, I I totally like. I, I think James Mangold is a good choice for this. If it's not going to be Steven mm-hmm. and it's not going to be George Lucas writing, I mm-hmm. think he's a good choice for this. I think that. Um, Logan was a great movie, but it fell into some um, very it's it's like a into a couple of the traps that I think immature writers fall into. Um, one of them being one of my pet we've talked about before. My pet peeves about yeah. uh, superhero movies is whenever the only thing strong enough to face them is a version of themselves. Yeah, it's, you know it's Zod and Superman. Yeah. It's uh, another Hulk. You know it's. Uh, you know, Iron Man 2, where he's basically fighting himself, or Iron Man 1, too, he's fighting himself. Yeah, like, yeah, he's oh, yeah, a guy 100%. in a suit. Um, but then it's like, you know, Logan, it's literally himself. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> like, this is like, like that's a little on the now. nose. It's like way on the nose. Um, but, like, I don't, I don't know how Indiana Jones would face himself unless it's just like he's facing another 
<laughs> another bounty hunter, like or another like treasure I mean, hunter. I guess he could do that uh, if he doesn't do it. Uh, John, if we're in, if we're in the theater and that happens, like literally, I will be the mo- angriest person in that theater. <laughs> You'll like throw your popcorn in the air. What? <laughs> what? I can't believe it! Come on! <laughs> um, oh, dude. Yeah, but I think I I agree. Like him, I, it is kind of interesting though. Like you know, it's like hey. Here's this great old version of a beloved character. Also, next movie. Here's a old version of a beloved character. <laughs> sure. I mean, like that's it's a very strange like type uh, typecasting. You know, it's like yeah, this director. person very much only does this one thing. <laughs> he really only does. Well. Yeah, he only does. He only does movies where the character's real old. People, people like pitching movies. How old is this? Is this character? Well, he's about twenty-seven. Now I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. Nope. Not doing it. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. So then, younger then they start than bringing 45. in things like, uh, "Listen, so get this: Stranger Things, but Eleven is 82 years old." <laughs> he's like, "I'm in. I'm and in. He's like, done. I'm there. It's like, sign me up right now." <laughs> 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 uh, I also oh like goodness. love like whenever whenever those like you know you get like. Um, typecast or like put into like those those roles like I, whenever the person doesn't want to be in, like where it's like people his agent calls he goes all right James I got a I got a call you know it's it's Indiana Jones oh so young Indiana Jones no it's it's old, it's old Indiana, Indiana oh, Jones oh no not again <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right well we'll see how that pans out that's it for this week. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us online uh, at stayontargetpodcast.com, on social at chriswright250. And johnwright777. And at stayontargetpod. Please go to your podcast of choice, review us, tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. Star Wars Squadrons come out, comes out tonight at midnight, John. Dude, I'm so excited. And so if we could, I mean... I'm going to play a lot thing. this weekend, so... I'm, I'm going to try to play, so maybe we can review it. We keep saying things like that. That but would be amazing. Maybe, maybe this one we can. I, hopefully the it campaign doesn't, doesn't, isn't like ridiculously long. It doesn't seem like the campaign is ridiculously long, so like we'll see how that goes. I'm down. I'm down. And I'm like I'm gonna play the campaign and like not play multiplayer at least for like the first little bit, yeah. Um, because I want to experience that like story. Also, I haven't played a flying game like a specific like <laughs> s- like a flying sim in so long. Yeah. So it's like I'm gonna have to get a refresher on some uh, some controls. I really wish I had a VR headset to play this in. Ah, oh, dude, that would be amazing. Also, I wish I had like a flight stick to, to mm. play it with. That would be like that'd be free. Do they make amazing. them for the Xbox One? Yes, they do. Well, how, you, how much they you cost? Can get, you can get like a flight stick and like a you can get like a, a throttle. I think you can even get like a yoke and stuff like that. Oh my goodness, that's like way too much. Um, oh. If you if you decide to get go that direction though. Um, the Xbox Series X will eventually get a version of Microsoft Flight Simulator, so make sure like oh. that whatever you get is also forwards compatible with yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah. the Xbox Series X. So it's, uh, most things are these days. So yeah. All right. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on Target. target.